0: Here's Lisa living fearlessly with Lisa McDonald.
1: Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 175 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, we are joined by yet another phenomenal guest. So who is my guest of this Friday? Well, what I can tell you is Christina Lenkowski is a forward-thinking publicity strategist and educator for entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors looking to expand their credibility and go from best-kept secret to go-to expert in their industries through being a guest on other people's podcasts. During her 13 years of PR agency and private consulting work, she helped clients earn spots in print publications like Martha Stewart Living, Sunset, Reader's Digest, and Big Life and online coverage in msn.com and travelchannel.com amongst others. After discovering what being a guest on podcasts did for her online based business, she has since dedicated her work to helping other people see the same kind of results. She's been a guest on over 10 podcasts, including Her Empire, Builder, Book Your Dream, Clients and Health Coach Coach Nation, and helped her private clients get booked on over 50 top-rated shows. She has spoken on stages at conferences throughout the Pacific Northwest and Midwest. Christina lives in Boise, Idaho, USA with her husband and daughter. Welcome to Living Fertilcy with Lisa McDonald. Christina, how are you, my friend?
2: I am great, thank you. I I'm, uh, I get to be with my family right now, so I'm I'm pretty happy.
1: Well, that's amazing. I'm glad to hear I know. That. And I want to thank you very much for the gift of your time, because clearly having just read your bio there, you're an extremely busy, busy, off the top charts woman. So the fact (laughs) that you have lent yourself your wisdom, your expertise, not only to myself as the host of the show, Christina, uh, but to know how expansive the listenership is for this program and to know that people are going to derive a lot of benefit from your messaging today. I can't thank you enough for that. So. Good to have you here. So Thank let's you. Dive, yeah. So let's dive into the inception of your journey because for where people have landmarked themselves in the trajectory of where they are today, and for how people would glean them or come to know and characterize what it is they stand out, what they their level of expertise is, the backstory is never that. It's usually a lot of rebirths. <laughs> yes. it's, it's a lot of yes. tribulations. So what was it in your life's journey that propelled you onto the path that you're currently on right now? What, what was that cathartic aha moment?
2: Yeah, there's been a few to your point. Um, you know, when I was growing up, um, my mom was a, uh, you know, she worked in marketing and PR for the agritourism industry in Oregon, which is where I grew up. And, um, she would always say to me, like, I think you're gonna be in PR. I think you're gonna be in public relations. And I was like, no, mom, I'm a writer. I was like, for sure that I was gonna be like a journal. You know, I was like, I'm gonna, you know, travel over the world and do this and that. And turns out she was very much right. Um, You know, after uh, school and, um, you know, my very first job that I got, I got offered a job at the same time at a newspaper and one uh, in the public relations department of a publisher. And I decided to go with the publisher and that kind of set me off on my PR journey. And what I really loved about PR and why it worked for me was that I was still able to write, but Mm -hmm. that um, I was also able to be very social, which is what I naturally am. Um, I love to talk to people. I love, you know, I'm an extrovert. Like I I like to get my energy from from others. Mm -hmm. Um, So that kind of started me off on this journey in, in PR um, and then I worked for various agencies, um, you know, throughout the U S like East coast, West coast, um, et cetera, for about 10 years, 10 or 12 years. And then I had my daughter. Um, and after I had my daughter, I, um, you know, was like, all right, I don't, I don't really think that I can do this full time. Um, I was an account, you know, a senior account exec for an agency. And I was like, this just isn't gonna, this just isn't gonna work. And so I started to do consulting. And with that, and there is a point here, I promise, I, um, (laughs) you know, with that, I was, I was like, all right, I'm going to tourism PR was my particular area of expertise. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do an online course, um, you know, about this because I go all over the country and I speak on this at conferences and things. But this is something that a lot of places need. So I created an online course um, about publicity for tourism destinations. And, um, you know, when I did that, I did what all the online gurus said to do, like place ads, do webinars, this and that. Publicity was not a part of the conversation. And so because they said to do that, I was like, well, I guess this is what I do. I'm not going to do any PR, you know, for it, I guess, you know, and mm-hmm. it was a complete failure. It was an absolute <laughs> flop, you know, Mm -hmm. no one bought it, um, you know, stuff like that. And so the next time that I launched it, I was like, Nope, I'm doing this my way (laughs) time. And so I started to get myself booked on podcasts and, and stuff like that. And the difference was amazing. Um, you know, people were actually seeking me out as Mm -hmm. opposed to me chasing people, you know, paying for leads, that type of thing. Um, you know, people were actually saying, Hey, I heard you on XYZ Really loved what you had to say. Like, can you talk to me about, you know, your course or your consulting or this and that? And so once I kind of saw that shift um, in what people were looking for, I started to head in this direction. And -hmm. then COVID just absolutely, you know, uh, I guess you could say pushed me (laughs) full forward into this because I worked with tourism. And obviously, a lot of tourism organizations were like, okay, well, we're not able to do this work anymore. We're focusing on just staying afloat. Um, At this point. And so at that point, it just I, I kind of fully went into this podcast world that I loved and getting entrepreneurs, speakers, authors booked on podcasts. And that's where I find myself today.
1: Beautiful. Well, you know, and I'm glad that we're talking about this uh, specifically because this is so pertinent and so relevant to the times that we currently sit in. And I couldn't be more grateful for getting in on the podcasting industry six or seven years ago. And Mm -hmm. it really, it really, as a result of COVID, it's truly taken off because for the perpetual state of, of what's happening in our world, uh, and knowing that there's been all these mandatory lockdowns and currently speaking, there's no end in sight. People are really looking to, how can I keep myself stimulated? How can I use this as a growth opportunity, even to accentuate my own business, even if they mm-hmm. were perhaps already online, which I have been for like eight years now? Um but it's connecting with people who perhaps didn't have to make that leap of faith. And so podcasting has gone through the roof. When I started, there was probably about four or five hundred thousand podcasters internationally. And now it's in excess of one million exponentially yep. growing every single day. Yes. So, in term, so when you've got a message and when you know what your market is, you know what your demographic is and you're very staunch in how do I take what I have to say to market, knowing that there is a huge uh, audience base there and people are hungry, particularly if your message is one of leadership, mindset, Um, how to recalibrate yourself, how to pivot accordingly, whether you're just a business person or you're a coach or you're all of these same things under the same umbrella. um, It's a win-win situation. So I'm glad Mm -hmm. to hear that you've incorporated this into your business. And I can only imagine how this is skyrocketing for your clients, regardless of the pandemic. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about the difference being as a result of COVID, what's transcended in your clients' lives and you specifically.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that to your point, it, more and more people are listening to podcasts, um, we're home, we are, you know, trying to keep ourselves occupied and entertained. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, listening to a podcast um, is a great way for people to do that. Because and, and this is an interesting statistic, but the highest number of podcast listeners is age 35 to 55. Mm -hmm. So that is what the majority, I mean, I shouldn't say the majority, a lot of other people listen, but that's the biggest chunk, um, the Mm -hmm. biggest age range. And I think that that really speaks to people that don't really have time to sit and watch something. Correct. You know, I don't, I don't have the time because I'm doing other stuff. I'm with my kids or I'm doing laundry or whatever, whatever. And I don't have time to sit and watch something, but I still want to glean some knowledge, you know, Mm -hmm. or be entertained. You know, Mm -hmm. there's podcasts of all kinds. There's things I listen to that are purely for entertainment. And then ones that I listen to, to further my, my business and my mindset to your point. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so I can listen to that. I can listen for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and then I can move on with my day and I can continue listening later, or maybe I go on to something else, you know? Um, and that really works for today's consumer, um, and how they like to, to get information, Um, And so just the fact of of us being home more and having more opportunities, especially for me, maybe taking some time away from my kid Mm -hmm. (laughs) to listen to something else. I hear you. Mom's busy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Point to my AirPods. Um, You know, that's, you know, that's something that we're all kind of looking for. And so it has just skyrocketed, like you said, to my clients. Um, So my private clients that I pitch on their behalf getting them in front of whole new audiences, um, you know, that they wouldn't have otherwise reached. And the same for me. I'm on podcasts all the time. I love being on podcasts. It's very meta. I go on podcasts and talk about being on podcasts. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's, it's very fun for me. And it's just helped my business grow and have people seeking me out, booking my discovery calls, you know, all that good stuff because they see the value in it
1: absolutely absolutely well it couldn't be more current it couldn't be more relevant irrespective of the pandemic but the pandemic as we know has certainly yes uh, really taken this ascended it to a totally different level that was unforeseen um but yes i mean knowing that we are a culture of people and again irrespective of the pandemic having taken hold and we don't have the same liberties or freedoms and we're not congregating and we're not going here there and everywhere people like us who are entrepreneurs and we're constantly trying to meet the stringent deadlines of what we're doing, not just for our own businesses, but for our clients as well. You know, I like what you said because it's one of the things that really appealed to me in terms of being a fellow podcaster. It was, you know, I know people are chomping at the bit for time, and I know the current culture of our lifestyle, humanity, the world, the way things are spinning, we're never going to reverse the way it was when people just had all this random time to, okay, what am I going to do? I mean, when people talk about being bored, it's like, how do you have time to be bored? Even in the middle of a pandemic, I I don't get that, I don't understand that. But the thing is, you know, people, because they have to drive, because they're multitasking with a, a variety of different things, as you yep. spoke to, Christina, you know, yes, you can stick in your earbuds, you can listen, and it's no different from back in the day, people don't have time to even read books. So, yes. I, I, and I know from my own experience, in the rereading of books, in my own journey for growth and development, I always glean something even more so than the initial time I read a book. Um, yeah so the the benefit to podcasting is once you've got everything condensed in a finite period of time, people can go back, they can put it on pause. They can fast forward to where they were, where they are in their lives from when they initially listened to it, because maybe something that was said in that particular interview was cathartic. It was instrumental. It transformed the journey and the trajectory of their business or their mindset. And then they're like, well, if that worked for me initially, I'm going to go back and listen to that again and see what other further nuggets and and, and wisdom and gems that I get out of that and, and how much more further that even ascends me. So I really appreciate you having made that point, because for people who are a little bit still foreign or skeptical um, or, you know, they think podcasts are a little bit out there, they don't quite understand it. Right. This is what we're talking about. I mean, it's a win-win situation, I think, no matter what you do for a living as a podcaster or mm-hmm. even as a listener and going, okay, well, that just tweaked something for me. So, mm-hmm. um, so and that's really, like, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, no. it's really a
2: win-win-win. And you know, what yes. I mean by that is that the, the host is getting great content for their audience Yes. Um, you're getting in front of a new audience, but the audience. I mean, so when I, how I approach podcasting, what I encourage all my get or all my clients is we're always in a mindset of service over self promotion. That is always what we are going into this with, and so it's really a win-win-win for everyone because the audience is really getting actionable tips and you know info and advice that they can take moving forward. So I love that you said it's a win-win. I just always like to add on that like. This is actually a three-win <laughs>
1: situation. Is. Yeah. It is. And I really appreciate you having said that. And I'm going to remember that for future use going forward because you're so absolutely correct to say that, Christina. And I think that's why I'm, I'm really you know, it's not, all, it's, it's not uncommon for the guests that I showcase no, no differently to you. These are yep. people who are really in the realm of servant leadership. These are the people who are really committed to paying it forward into being of service because we all know we don't know what we don't know. And we all mm-hmm. bring a different level of life experience, uh, et cetera, et cetera, which only stands to benefit anybody who's listening because it's, it's always a myriad of different perspectives in which to contemplate or to consider, which, again, is a win-win for anybody who's receptive and open to what other people have to say that can expand their own base of knowledge or life experience or taking risks and getting outside of their comfort zone. Um, mm-hmm. So... Uh, i I love that aspect of what it is you stand for because it really is about showcasing other people for what you do it's putting the spotlight out of other other people and getting them to stand apart and getting them to shine and getting them in front of bigger audiences because you believe in them and you believe in mm-hmm. the messages and you want as many people to latch on to the message in which they're trying to emit to a, a global massive collective audience so
0: mm-hmm. let's talk a
1: little bit about your client base um, because there might very well be people listening who think I've got to align myself directly with Christina. I didn't know Christina existed. I didn't know that this mm-hmm. is what this woman did for a living. But I see a synergistic fit, and I see how this could be a win, win, win. There, I go. Yeah, it. there we go. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> I love it.
2: I love it. Um, so yeah, I I work with private clients, and what I actually do for them is I get them booked on other people's podcasts. Um, so the big thing that I do on their behalf is, or the things that we kind of start with is like, and you talked about this in the beginning, but who is your ideal client? Who is that person that you want to get in front of? And what is it that you want the next step for them to be? Right. So like, do you want them to be booking a call with you? Do you want them to be downloading a, um, you know, a free resource you might have, whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I find out those things and then me and my team go and do the research and start doing the pitching um and i really work with a lot of entrepreneurs speakers and authors that know they need to get in front of podcast audiences they know that these are audiences for them but they just don't have the time to pitch themselves um mm-hmm. so that's that's you know what i'm doing and and the work that i do for my private clients and then i also every month do a 2 hour live training for more of like a solopreneur or perhaps an assistant or something like that that wants to be doing the pitching themselves but mm-hmm. isn't quite sure how to get started with that. Um, so I have a few different ways that I work with people um, in that. But like I said, the main, the main thing that I do is the, that, that pitching. Um, and I really work, like I said, with, with entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors. And a lot of them are actually based outside of the US mm-hmm. um, that are looking to break into the North American market. Um, so that's, that's kind of a, a specific area of expertise that I have.
1: Fantastic. Well, let me ask you this for clarification. um, Because if it's my question, it's also perhaps the question of anybody who's tuning in. So and I want to give you an opportunity to truly shine and and reveal all the aspects of what you do. Because it's not about just getting people in front of an audience. We can do that. But I'm sure and correct me if I'm wrong, Christina, I'm sure there's a part of you because you believe in your clients even more so than perhaps that what they do, or you see their greatness more so than what they do. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe they've shortchanged in some aspect what it is they truly do or the purpose of what it is they want to do, therefore getting in front of a bigger audience in which to impart that message. So do you also fine tune, hone, script their messaging? So it's pristine, it's polished, it's really reflective and indicative of what it is they do before just getting people connected with media outlets.
2: Yeah, I mean, of course, we want them to, you know, just like you've said a few times, we want them to shine when they get on there. And one thing we do um, at the beginning of our contract is we have a um, kickoff call. And during that call, we really brainstorm and dive into what specific topics we're going to pitch them on. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's always a really interesting conversation because I will ask so many questions and so many different angles and stuff like that. Because I want to be finding, um, you know, topic ideas that are really going to resonate with the audience. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's great to talk about a how-to or that type of thing. And for some shows, that's exactly what they're looking for and what they want. And that works really well. But for other shows, you know, they really want to dive into the story of you. Yes. You know, yes. And, and make, you know, what is it that, that people are really going to connect with you on? Because that's what people really, really remember. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I was on this show that was, um, I am a type one diabetic and I was on a show for people with chronic illnesses that are also in business, you know, and, um, talking about how that plays into the entrepreneurial life that we lead or that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I had people reach out to me afterwards that were like, I'm also type one diabetic and an entrepreneur really enjoyed hearing the episode and what you said about X, Y, Z, those are the type of things that people really remember. You know, if there's something that they can connect with you on, whatever that is, that can be a myriad of different things. That's what people really, really love. And so that's the kind of stuff that a lot of my clients, when they come to me, they're more focused on the Well, I can talk to them about how to do this, how to do this, how to do this. And I'm like, no, that's great. And that may absolutely be part of the pitch that we send, but mm-hmm. I want to dig a little deeper.
0: Yeah, you know, I want
2: to find out what are the things that, you know, people really want to know. And because those are going to bring us to some cool, unique audiences that are really, really going to be interested in what you have to say. Um, so that's a big thing that that we do focus on. I mean, I love getting into to all that stuff. And we've been able to get our clients on really cool podcasts focusing on out entrepreneurs. So people that are, you know, out uh, in their personal lives, um, ones that are women, you know, women mothers, that type of thing, like I really want to get in there into, into those kind of things that make you different.
1: Fantastic. Well, I really like and appreciate that you differentiated the different reasons and the benefits of, of how different podcasts, the show, and what people are trying to achieve in the end result, the end takeaway, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there is a whole myriad of reasons for how you script your dialogue for what it is you want to say. And when you said that, Christina, what sprung to mind to further illustrate your point was when I interviewed Damon John from shark tank, because Mm. his focus point two years ago or three years ago, I can't remember how long ago it was. I had him on the show. His, because of his own personal experience and scare with cancer, he wanted Mm. to talk about the correlation of entrepreneurs who are always putting their health last So as to do what they're on the hook and being accountable for their clients. And so, you know, we didn't talk, the the primary focus of having him on my show was not to talk about Shark Tank. It wasn't even in many instances to talk about his initial humble beginnings of um, FUBU right? The clothing mm-hmm. line, which yeah. he co-founded. Yeah. It was to talk about the, um, the imperativeness, particularly for entrepreneurs specifically, you cannot afford to neglect your health because if you think you're too busy now and you're not doing the preventative stuff, where do you think you're going to be if you let things slide and now it's perhaps too late. So exactly, really, what you said was such a crucial point there. And I really appreciate the fact that you brought that up. Um, So let's talk a little bit about, given that you're an A-type personality, given that you're extroverted, given that you really have found your sweet spot for what it is you do in conjunction with making other people shine, what outside of that aspect of your business are you looking at to further embark upon like is there anything that you have a goal or you've set an intention with yourself whether it be writing a book whether it taking all the podcast interviews of your clients and somehow chronicling that and that's another product another service in which to take to market to incorporate in your branding of what you do and how successful you've managed to do it like what's on the horizon for you outside of what you already have proven and demonstrated success with that's important to you to also achieve in your life
2: Great question. Um, you know, for me, a, uh, a big thing that I'm starting to work on right now is actually an accountability membership. Um, and so that's something for, like I said, kind of entrepreneurs, even assistants of entrepreneurs that maybe are at a high level. Um, because the big thing with being a guest on podcasts and doing the pitching for those particular things is that I can teach you how to do it. Um, you know, I can teach you, uh, what a, what a, what a great pitch looks like, how to kind of do the research, um, how to come up with topic ideas, all that good stuff. And that's what I do teach on a uh, monthly, but the issue is that most people are not then going to take the time to do it. Um, mm-hmm. and that's why so many people hire me to just do it for them, you know, is because they they realize how much work goes into it,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: they know how important it is. Um, and so I'm kind of working on creating this membership truly based on what people have been telling me, like, you know, I need more help with like, just getting this done, getting this out there, um, that type of thing. So that's actually a goal that I have set for this year. And then the other thing set for this year is my own podcast. Um, you know, people have asked me for a while now, like, okay, you, you pitch people a podcast, but you don't have your own. And I've always been like, yes, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm busy. I'm a mom. I don't work necessarily, <laughs> all the time, you know, this type of stuff. And, you know, uh, having a podcast, as you know, is a lot of work. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's a lot. It's fun, but it's a lot. It and is. so, um, you know, people have asked me that too. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to launch this membership and then I'm going to launch my podcast. So that's my plan for this year as well. Um, so those are kind of goals within my business. Um, because yeah, you always have to be evolving and continuing and, and seeing what works for you and is fun.
1: Well, I would invite you at a later date behind the scenes when it timeline works for you in your favor. I will help you with that because again, we don't know what we don't know. And it's different to be a person yes. who's interviewed and it's different to make the report yes. <laughs> Right. It's, it's a totally yeah. different, it's a totally yes. different world when you are the host of your own show and the million things that people wouldn't even begin to realize uh, yeah. one would need to know to get it off the ground and not only just to get it off that. the ground, but, you wanted to get out there. This isn't for most of us. For me, this is not a hobby. This is a business model. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there is purpose. This is behind my purpose. It's indicative of my purpose. Um, And it's the way in which that I can pay it forward and be of service to as many people on the global stage as well. By bringing people like you, Christina, and sharing your level of expertise with the rest of the world, because I might be a podcaster and I might be successful at a lot of things, but I don't have your skill set. And so I don't know necessarily what your world looks like. Uh, but there are people who are tuning into the show who I know are going to derive huge benefit um, by tuning into people like you. So it, it's again, I'm going to say what you said. It's a win, win, <laughs> win. And I love it. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the confidence level. So let's say you some of your clients, because I'm sure you've probably encountered this, even if it's just an isolated situation, uh, Christina. But let's say you've got a successful author. Or you've got a successful life coach, somebody who, you know, really has their stick down pack, uh, you know, really knows how to come to life in different forms of expressing themselves. But let's say it is advantageous to get them in front of a podcaster or a slew of podcast shows. But let's say they're not necessarily extroverted. Let's say they're more ambivert, somewhere in between being an introvert Mm -hmm. and an extrovert. Let's say their confidence shows Uh, More so in the written word of the book that they've written and they've launched, but they don't know how to necessarily succinctly unpack that in a pretty, you know, finite period of time with podcasts. Like, do you have to work on confidence with your clients?
2: Yes and yes. (laughs) Um, There is absolutely um, confidence and mindset stuff that goes into um, the work that I do. No question about it. Um, and actually, can you hear me still?
1: Yeah, I can. There's something went a little funny where the, with the speaker, but I can still hear you, Christina. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear
2: you. I just, I heard something. So I wanted to make sure that we were okay. All right, cool. Um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of my clients do have, um, you know, they don't come to me necessarily ready to be on podcasts. In fact, I know you said ambiverts. I also have a lot of I work with a lot of introverts as well, Mm -hmm. like full on introverts, you know, Mm -hmm. that are they again, they know that they want to get out there, but they're they are nervous about that experience. And the same thing that I said in the beginning is is really what I try to tell them, which is you need to go into it with the service over Um, self-promotion. Because when you're when you're going to it with a mindset of service, then it's not as it's not as nerve wracking. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that you're bringing value to the audience. Um, and so that makes people a lot more comfortable when they think about it in those terms. Um, you're not just going on there to talk about you, to talk about how great you are, to talk about whatever, you know, you're going in with a real purpose to give that audience something to take away from. Um, so that's kind of a big thing that we talk about in there. And then the other thing that I run up against a ton is imposter syndrome. Um, you know, people saying, well, who am I to talk about this? You know, there's, so and so and so and so that could be talking about this as well. Yeah, they can. And maybe they do. But you know, you are an expert in this, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're at the level that you are being pitched on podcasts and stuff like that, like you, you are someone who knows what you're talking about. And there Mm -hmm. is absolutely value that the audience can get from you. Um, So I just kind of try to remind people of those things, you know, that they are the expert and that, um, you know, they're providing a service to the audience.
1: Absolutely. Well, and the thing is, and, and you touched upon something that's really real for a lot of people when they're putting themselves out there on a bigger platform, bigger stage, bigger audience, bigger, everything, And so imposter syndrome comes up uh, quite a bit, not just as a subject matter on this show, but also with my own clients behind the scenes for mentoring and coaching. And all I do when when that comes up or I see that that's some kind of impediment or they're feeling debilitated by that, all I have to do is say, well, you know what? You came to me and I'm in an oversaturated industry. There's a million coaches. There's a million podcasters. Mm -hmm. There's a million authors. So when I turn that back on you specifically outside of using myself as an example, you could very well say that to your clients. Well, you know what? There's a lot of people who perhaps in the PR world are doing what I'm doing to get my clients with the time of how they need to continuously stand out uh, apart from the rest. And they need as many platforms in in which to shine. So and I love that you said, you know, when you get yourself into a service mindset, because what trips people up um, is that they get too heady and analytical about it. Right. Like yes. there, and, and, and there's no judgment. There's a lot of people who can only do what I do as a podcaster. If everything's a Q and a and it's scripted and we got to talk for hours in advance and yes, you know, there's, because people have to stick to a structure. Me, I, my style is, is unscripted. So I never know where mm-hmm. these things are going. Um, but the thing is, it, it's, it's really using that as a mirror back to the clients who I feel, as I'm sure you can relate, Christina, who are perhaps struggling or feel somewhat debilitated or afflicted by that. And it's like, you know what? If I struggled from imposter syndrome, you and I wouldn't even be in this working dynamic in which for me to make you shine, you could have gone exactly. somewhere else. Yep. So. Um, so let's talk a little bit, uh, then further to that point, Christina, let's talk about, um, what you had to do to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, to ascend to a different level, because you and I both know, it doesn't matter if you're extroverted, you're first and foremost, you're a human being. So you're still going to have your own areas of deficiency that you want to turn into proficiency. Uh, you're still going to have those, those maybe self-defeatist thoughts that keep you playing small at different times. Oh, for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So you know, let's talk because I really want to impress upon the living audience just because you're an expert, just because you're successful and just because you're good at what you do. I want to humanize this for the listeners. I want to know that you too struggle with things, not to focus on weakness over strength, but let's just put some perspective on that so they know that you can relate to them.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I was very, um, and I, here I am sitting in my parents' house doing this interview, but you know, I was very blessed to be born into a family that is incredibly supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, my whole life, I've been told that I can do anything that I want. And, you know, Love that it. I'm worth that I'm worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um, and having that mentality, guys, I can't even tell you the difference that's made in my life. Um, and it's something that I really I have a daughter and that's something that I try to tell her. I mean, I don't even try. I do tell her every single day, Mm -hmm. you know, and that she is worthwhile. She is loved. Um, you know, she is supported because I grew up in this incredibly supportive environment. And as I get older, I think I thought everybody did. I -hmm. think I thought everyone grew up (laughs) and, um, and I have found that that is something that I, do a lot in my life is that i support other people's dreams um because i saw how important that was growing up and the difference that it's made in my life and so i want to make sure that other people know that they're worthwhile and that they have you know things that they're going to say that they should say Um, Mm -hmm. you know they have value that they're bringing so i've always had this background of feeling worthwhile and worthy of sharing my my thoughts and stuff like that, but to your point, I also, of course, have struggled with self confidence in in certain times and in certain areas in my business. Um, I'm always going to have that imposter syndrome come up every now and again. You know, she's gonna she's gonna pop her ugly head up and say, like, <laughs> you know, what are you doing talking about this? Um, you know, and. And then I just kind of have to remind her and myself that I've been doing this, you know, for a long time and I've helped a lot of people's businesses. And, um, you know, I know that I can bring that value to people. Um, again, that service over self-promotion. I feel like I've said that like a hundred times in this interview. So but important, have, so important. Yeah, I do think that it's really important to remind myself of that. But absolutely, I, um, you know, I've struggled with those things and struggled with my confidence. I think as a woman, that just naturally happens more, you know, Quite a quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, you know. Am I a good enough mother? Am I a good enough, you know, XYZ? Um, mm-hmm. I would say I struggle way more with that than I do with entrepreneurial. <laughs> I get it, <laughs> you know. I get it. Yeah, yeah I, that's definitely a bigger a bigger struggle for me. Um, but I think just surrounding yourself with people that are supportive um, is is a really big deal. Um, you know, I have my biz besties, a little, little tribe of, of ladies that, you know, we prop each other up and support each other in our businesses and our endeavors, and we're in very different businesses. Um, but, you know, making sure that we're always there to support and um, encourage and stuff like that, because without that, yeah, you're, you're going to struggle.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you being candid and and down to earth and relatable in your explanation and opening up about that. So I appreciate that very much. Again, always for the benefit of the listening audience, because that's who I'm here to yeah. serve. Um, yep. So given that you are in an oversaturated industry, this is a good opportunity for you to self-promote, plug I want to know in your mind, in terms of when you're interfacing with a client, whether it's an initial consultation or just how you carry yourself, conduct yourself, because what I've gleaned from you in a short period of time, Christina, is I don't believe that you're in competition with other people. There might be other people doing similar to what you do in this big, wide world of PR, Um, but I want to know what makes you, in your mind, your belief system, stand apart from everybody else where you can say... I, you know, I am the best at what I do. I am the expert at what I do. Um, and that not fall into conflictual self dialoguing with imposter syndrome. I want to know, what are you convinced of? What do you know wholeheartedly about yourself that makes you comfortable to not only do what you do, um, but to go on record as declaring yourself as, I am the best at what I do, based on your
2: experience? Ooh, ooh, ooh I like that. Um... You know, I think that uh, a reason that people love to work with me and and why I have happy clients that continue on, you know, past our contract and whatnot is that, and we talked about this a bit, but I do care about the person underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know what that story is. I want to know what makes them special, what makes them tick. Um, I don't just look at it as a transaction. Um, mm-hmm. I want to know who they are what their deal is, what makes them tick when it comes to, um, you know, uh, what it is that they do. And Mm -hmm. so I think that that's that's a huge reason is that me and the members of my team, um, you know, we do care. Uh, We take the time to um, research our clients and to research the shows that we pitch. Um, And that is a very big deal. Um, I understand if you're not familiar with pitching that that you're kind of like, well, what does that mean? So, and I'm sure that, you know, that you can talk about this, but, you know, a lot of hosts get pitched, you know, you get pitched every day or they get a ton, you know, every week and stuff like that. And the bulk of them are cookie cutter pitches where clearly the person has never listened to their show, never Mm -hmm. taken the time to find out, you know, who that person is, what they're about. And, And by who that person is, I mean the host. What yep. they're about, etc. And when me and my team pitch, we take a lot of time um, mm-hmm. to do that. So we are listening to the show beforehand, and we are truly thinking about what their audience is going to want to hear. So mm-hmm. when I pitch, I am pitching specifically to that host. And um, you know, I can't even tell you the amount of times. I mean, I, I'm not joking. We have you know Google Doc pages full of hosts writing us back saying. That's one of the best pitches I've ever gotten. Like mm-hmm. that, you know, that is something like I can tell that you took your time to research this and I mm-hmm. want to have them come on as a guest, you know, and I, and, I
1: can attest to that. I can attest yeah. to that e- even with you being on my show, right? You can tell what's yep. personalized and what's genuine and authentic, and you can tell what's contrived and it's refabricated, refurbished, you know, so exactly.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And, and I've even gotten clients from hosts. Um, you know who who then reached out. And were like, hey, can you pitch me? <laughs>
1: you know, like, heck yeah, let's hop on a call. Let's see if, let's see if we can do it. Um,
2: it. So yeah, I mean, that type of stuff has has definitely happened. So I know with full certainty that when I pitch and the members of my team that also pitch, we are pitching at a very very high level, um, at a much higher level than than most people are going to be doing. The other thing that we do that's a little different at our company is actually guarantee placements. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that, I mean a guarantee, a number of placements. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of places will just, uh, and this is, f- I, I understand why, because they can kind of say, okay, I know we're going to send this 20 pitches. They'll be like, all right, we're going to, you know, uh, a- a- again, these are just different models. So I want to mm-hmm. be clear that one isn't better than the other. They're just different. Yeah. So for some PR places, it's more, or pitching places, it's more of like, we'll send out 20 pitches a month. Okay. Mm-hmm. What comes of that comes of that. For me, we actually guarantee, typically it's a two a month um, guarantee. And Mm -hmm. those aren't, uh, you know, I'm not all about, I always like to say, but it's not quantity over quality. I'm not Mm -hmm. just trying to get two, like any two. I want to make sure that these are the right audiences for you, you know, Mm -hmm. for my clients. But that really helps a lot of entrepreneurs when they know, okay, over the course of my contract, they're going to get me on eight shows guaranteed. They know that there's an ROI there. Yeah, You know, they know that there's something there that they're going to be able to say, okay, at the end of this, I know that this will be the result. And that may mean that me and my team, we might be sending way more pitches or less pitches, depending on, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. depending on who we pitch and that type of thing. But that's on us. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to be billing the client more because it took more time, um, Mm -hmm. you know, to pitch them that I was maybe expecting. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs, I think, really like about our company is that they can know at the end of the day that they're gonna be able to say, hey, I was on these eight shows um, and it was great for my business.
1: Well, there's something that you said that I thought was like really unique and really speaks volumes about who you are in terms of your deliverables and your work ethic. So because I've oftentimes heard behind the scenes because my, I do a lot of mentoring and coaching for podcasters who want to develop their platforms and their listenership and, and get to a point of monetizing. So, you know, it's interesting to me, the feedback that I've heard in those, you know, closed doors conversation is, you know, I really feel bad for the guest who outshines the host, but because they're not the podcaster, but they need the platform in which to get their book, their brand, their their launch their whatever out so you can have i like the fact that you take the time to research the caliber of the Mm -hmm. podcaster who's actually going to do a service as opposed to a disservice to Mm -hmm. the echelon that your clients are already at because they want the win-win-win and they want to be understood and they want to be portrayed in such a way that it does them a service but Mm -hmm. i i feel for some of the feedback that i get where it's like you know what? My client is actually better than the so-called podcaster and I can't make them shine the way they deserve to shine. And it's not because of my client, it's because of the caliber of the podcaster so i love the fact that you said what you said i've never heard anybody say that i've never heard anybody even take it on as their level of responsibility or professionalism or business model to be cognizant of that because there are people who will think okay i've done my due diligence because i've met my quota but if it was a a shitty experience so bad too bad that's on you that's not on me right
2: yeah yep and uh thank you i i i thank you for uh all those kind words. It's very, very nice. Um, you know, I, But it, it is truly how we feel. And um, you know, I just want to make sure to your point that my clients are on the, the level that they deserve to be on. And when we have good podcasters and we can develop or good podcast hosts, excuse me, and we can develop a great relationship with them, we know that they're amazing interviewers, that type of thing. You know, it, that's fantastic. That's such a win-win for everybody. Um, Because they know that when we pitch them, we're pitching them a quality guest Mm -hmm. that is going to make sense. And then on the flip side, we know that they're going to provide a good interview.
0: Mm.
1: Well, you know, I think I've actually already answered my own question, even though my question was like truly posed to you. Because in terms of being, (laughs) being in an oversaturated industry and me asking you, what do you think makes you stand out? The fact that you answered it in such a way and to know that you're cognizant of that, you're deliberate with that, you're intentional with that for the the benefit and the service of your client and making sure that you're doing things properly and you're doing things intuitively. um, I'm 95% referral-based. So I get inundated with all kinds of things and I have never seen, heard, expressed or been eyeball to eyeball with somebody who has stood out in the way that you have Oh, thank indi- you. In an industry, because I'm dealing with PR people all the time. Yeah, like, I <laughs> yeah. am. I'm dealing with. PR. No, I know. I'm dealing yeah. with, with publishing houses. Like I'm like big. I'm talking random Penguin. Like all of them, and um and they do do a good service. But I've never heard somebody say in the way that you do it and you put in the work and the labor of love is so obvious, um that I'm looking for a good synergistic fit here. I'm not just looking to fit a body on a show. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. so I've already answered my own question. But by asking the question, you gave me the answer that I'm not at all surprised to hear. And I just want to say, Christina, you're awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I think you're awesome, too. Thank you. Well, thank I you. It. Thank you. So being cognizant of time, I want to give you an opportunity for the benefit of the listening audience and for the podcast subscribers and how this may p- potentially convert for you with consultations, clients, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. How can people best get a hold of you?
2: The best way to get a hold of me is um, I have a, a page at my website. Christine, er, wow. <laughs> Need more <laughs> coffee. Um, <laughs> I'm like, let me just say my name. Um, publicity by Christina. Backslash booked. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Publicity X Christina with a ch because I thought I was really clever with the with the X, and really it's just been the bane of my existence ever since <laughs> I did it. But um Publicity by Christina backslash booked um and or dot com backslash booked, and on there I have a free resource um which is a download for you to see what you need to have in place before you start pitching yourself as a podcast guest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also um, ways to get a hold of me if you wanna see about working together, uh, like me doing the private pitching, or I actually also offer a VIP day, which is um, a six hour day and it's it's fun. It's typically for people that wanna have a member of their staff pitch on their behalf. Mm-hmm. And so we spend the day um, getting all the assets ready and doing a one-on-one training with the staff member as well. Um, So, uh, those are kind of a few different ways that you can work with me and I would just love to hear from your audience and hear from folks. You can also find me on Instagram uh, at publicity X Christina. Um, and you can always shoot me a DM saying, hi, I love to talk to people. And, um, you know, I would just, I would just love to chat.
1: Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, Living fearlessly means something very different to each person. And when I, and I just want to underscore before I put the, put it back on you to answer the question Mm -hmm. of what does living fearlessly mean to you, Christina? I don't talk about the absence of fear. Fear is very real. I'm talking about you feel fear and you go ahead and plunge and dive in Mm. in spite of. So, but for you, what does living fearlessly mean to you?
2: Oh, coming with the, with the good stuff, Lisa.
1: Oh my. Okay. Um, Well, you You know, I love the synergy between you and I, so I'm just reverberating off your energy.
2: I love it. I love it. I, um, I would say, look, I'm a, I don't know if many of your listeners are familiar with the Enneagram, um, test, but that's like a personality test, um, Mm -hmm. that you can take. And I'm an Enneagram seven, which means we are like FOMO to the max, like fear of missing out, like rules (laughs) our life. So like, I That's why COVID has been so hard for me in so many ways. I mean, no one else is doing anything. So I I at least like don't have the, that, but I'm just like, I'm not able to do this and that. So I think living fearlessly for me is, is truly. um, Living the life that I want to live or building the life that I want to live. So building this business, having it be something that I truly enjoy and I'm able to do it in a schedule that allows me to be with, my kid and my husband, you know, and stuff like that, but also being able to have the flexibility to travel and and do that as I want. Um, And so I think that, that just that living fearlessly is saying, I have one life. That's Mm. truly something I tell myself all the time. Mm -hmm. Like you have one life. I also have a chronic illness, like things like that. Like I don't take that stuff for granted. So I want to make sure that I do everything that I possibly can in my however many years uh, here on the, here on earth. Love it.
1: Well, you're certainly preaching to the preacher because I talk about that. Any opportunity I do, it's a miracle to even be here. So why squandered the opportunity and the the gift of life, right? Like get out of your head, get in your heart, figure out what you want to do, how you want to capitalize on your strengths, your skills, uh, and go shine and take the rest of the world with you knowing that we're here, uh, you know, to be part of the collective, it's, it's not yeah. about you, right. It's not just about me. Yeah. It's not about my ego. It's not about my stuff. It's about how can we jointly prop each other up and take each other along for the ride. Win, win, win. I, have, I, love that. Win, win, that. Win. I will never forget the win, win, win. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I was actually going to say
2: one other thing, you know, when yes. people are feeling uninspired or, or, you know, and whatnot, we've all had those moments, mm-hmm. but I actually have a Theodore Roosevelt quote that I'm sure a lot of people know. Um, I have this whole uh, like daring greatly. Mm-hmm. Um, in the arena, that type of thing, right in front of my, right in front of my um, computer at home. And I, I also look at that a lot, you know, and, and the message of that is like, don't be one of those people that does nothing and just criticizes others. Yeah. Be someone who goes out and dares greatly. You know, mm-hmm. that's the point of it. Even mm-hmm. if you fail, you will have experienced the highs and lows and understand what life is all about. And I think that that is so, so important. Absolutely
1: it is. And that's, you know, that's the only way we grow. I mean, there's no growth in complacency. There's no growth in in mediocrity, right? And yet the people who fall into that category are always the worst critics. And it's like, Mm -hmm. how do you even how do you even have time to judge me? And I'm doing good things for good people. You're sitting here on the sidelines doing nothing with your life. Exactly. And you're you're criticizing me as if I'm going to take that personally at all. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't. And And I I don't.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So again, being cognizant of time, we, and I'm very grateful to you, we have unpacked a lot in a finite period of time. Everything you said was um, beneficial, advantageous, win, win, win. Got it in there again. I yeah. But I, I would, if, if there was one per specific takeaway for the listening audience and the podcast subscribers, if there's anything you would want to impress upon them in your parting words more so than anything else we unpacked in this interview, what would that be, Christina?
2: It would be to make publicity be a part of the marketing in your business. Mm-hmm. Um, people forget about it or they're scared of it. You know, they focus way more on the um, owned and the paid, mm-hmm. um, you know, portion. They focus on the things they own, their website, their social media and paid, you know, paying ads or, or whatnot. And they don't think about the earned.
0: Um, mm-hmm. And
2: those three things have to come together to be successful in marketing. And so don't let publicity scare you, whether that's being on podcasts or whatever else that may mean for you. Um, I just want you to remember that that needs to be a part of it in order to be successful.
1: Fantastic. Fantastic. Now, with a couple of minutes remaining, if there's anything that I didn't do the service of giving you an opportunity to say that you think it would be uh, important for the listening audience to know about you. Uh, anything that wasn't capitalized in this conversation, this is your opportunity to get that message out, Christina. What might that be? Um, I feel like we touched on a lot. I don't, I don't know if I have too much uh, else that I would add other than
2: just remember in everything you do that service over self-promotion mindset because it's going to take you really far.
1: Beautiful. And one last time, where can people reach out to you for an initial consultation or to follow your journey of yumminess? Where can people connect?
2: (laughs) Publicitybychristina.com backslash booked or on Instagram at Publicity by Christina
1: fantastic well Christina I can't thank you enough for the gift of your time especially when you're you're sharing me and my listening audience and everybody else with your family so thank you for fitting us in I and hope you uh, can't hear
2: my niece screaming in the back.
1: no right that's okay, okay but, as, good. As, but as a parent you yeah. know I tune that stuff out when I have to but uh, okay
2: good I'm like oh yes. my is he okay
1: yeah well, <laughs> <laughs> You can't be a parent and an entrepreneur and, and, and be overly sensitive to that stuff, right? So oh absolutely. Gonna, you yeah. gotta have thick skin. If well, notice persevere. it's not
2: my kid. If it was my kid, I'd be like, oh, she's fine. <laughs> yeah, like she's fine. Don't don't worry absolutely. about her. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Well, listen, when you get to the part in your when you get to the juncture in your journey where you want to, like, create your own podcast, I really re-invite you to connect with me because I can save you a lot of time. Thank you. I would love to. Yeah, absolutely. And then we can launch your podcast announcement on my show. Boom. There we go. Win, win, win. Yeah.
2: Win, 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 win. So, Christina,
1: you have a fantastic day. Uh, Let's stay in touch to my listening audience. I want to thank you very much for the gift of your time. And my guest of today, Christina Lankowski, she's made it clear on a couple of occasions how you can connect with her. I'm sure there's a lot of things in which she shared with you that resonated with you. Again, the benefit of this being a podcast, no matter what you're doing in the background, multitasking, stop, rewind, pause, take notes. And reach out to her. She's made that exceptionally easy for you to know how to do that. I'm very clear on my purpose. My purpose is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. Until next Friday, when we're joined by yet another phenomenal guest, I would encourage you to continually stay safe, healthy, uplifted. Love and gratitude. All my best. Take care. And to you as well, Christina. Love and gratitude. Bye-bye.